turn off my music. <laughs> Hi, Bingia. Hi,
I love that, Bahia. And I think, you know, right now, wellness is such a buzzword. And, you know, we hear particularly for women and Black women and moms and wives. And it's like carving out that time for yourself for wellness. I mean, honestly, I haven't taken a bath since mm, May. What? This has been, this is your excuse to take a bath? Wellness. This is my excuse to take a bath, which is why I was like, I love this idea of doing it from a tub. And only you, Bahia, would join me fellowshipping from a tub. Also, I just have to say, did you try? I, I, I put it in while I was running the bath, right? So if you're just joining, this is the Modcast. It's all about wellness, happy Women's History Month, and supporting women's businesses. And your lavender rose foaming crystals for the back, it foams. It makes a sound. So I'm going to drop some so you guys can hear it. Can you guys hear? It fizzles. Y'all, and it smells so good. This is my first time taking it, taking a bath with it, because obviously I just got these. And if you guys saw my last podcast over here, you know that I'm obsessed with her hair oils and her body oils and creams. And I'm just, I'm like such a huge stan. And I'm lucky because she's my friend. So here we are. So Bahia, how often? Yes. You, Bahia is, has a full-time job, which is demanding, is a mother of two teenagers who are both exceptional and excelling at life and academically and all the good things. And has an entrepreneurship side hustle. You really have a nine to five and a five to nine, well, really probably five to midnight. So can you tell us how do you find time, how do you carve out time for wellness and self-care? Okay, well, first of all, I have three children. The two that you know. That oh, you know, yes. But then I adopted my husband, and so he is also 13. So I have three teenagers here. Wow. And I will say that I have a one job. And I do work for um, my mom, uh, Joy DeGroote, on the side, working with her to advance blackness and always healing. And Amazing. I'm finishing my PhD. That's a really hefty situation. Okay, but here, how, how do you? <laughs> wait, wait. And then, you know, I teach Afrofusion every Saturday morning. So there are lots of things that are pulling me in. Oh, and I have a side hustle consulting business. So that's, that's on the, the I do. I, I, okay, but here, you have like 12 jobs. So I am my Jamaican, right? So, okay. You are. And, you know, two jobs, ladies and men. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I, um, I, this is why wellness is so essential. I have multiple passions. Um, and having multiple passions that require your time and attention, your children, your family, trying to be really devoted to them. It takes a toll on you, and you don't care yourself. And so, because my mind is a thing, I'm always trying to think about creating things. Like my daughter wants to create in your line for teens, so we've been working on that. But I put that on hold. Why? Because I have to, things to finish. So, what I'm going to do right now, and what I do, try to do at least at least three times a week. My goal is once a day, but at least three times a week. You see how I'm thinking? It's because I have the most fabulous bath pillow in life. <laughs> <laughs> so this bath pillow, it, I can pull it up so that it, 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 my neck can be supported back here, but also it supports me all the way to the behind my calves. So it's a it's a bath pillow that goes all the way down to my under my my kneecaps. 
actually. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I need you to send me the link for that back pillow. Oh yeah. It's, I've sent them to people. I sent one to my mom. I sent one to my friend Sandy because she loves baths too. And I'm like, this bath pillow will change your life. I fall asleep in here because it's so comfortable. <laughs> oh, well, kids at home don't fall asleep in the bathtub. Okay. Children. People drown the bathtub unless they're drinking alcohol because what? You're gonna wake up. You start like how do you fall? Anyway, I've never said drowning sleeping. I don't. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were like not sober, not upright mind. Yeah, I don't know that too. So this is essential for me. I'm gonna give you my essentials. Okay. So the fizzing bath because sand. Yes, no, I was literally about to ask you what are the essentials for your bath. Okay. So surrounding yourself with beauty. So I have plants in here in the window. I have. You know, my sizzling stuff. Sometimes I have a little bit of, I'll use some of my um, Bahia Honey Body Wash as my bath because it's sulfate free, so it's not really crazy. Um, but I put my jets on. Hold on one second. Watch those. I'm sorry. <laughs> With an eyebrow. Wait a minute. But look. I'm But they are, they feel like rocks, but they're not really rocks. They're like manufactured, but they say trust, dream, <laughs> faith, and hope. And I love them because they surround me with those elements. I feel like I have those going on. I will shout out another black business. This is Blue Sage Candles. These were gifted to me. It's a black owned candle company that I really love. This is lovely. This one's called Sal. Anyway, I have lots of candles. I make candles, I think I told you, but I also purchase candles to support businesses. These two candles were gifted to me. So pretty. Oh, I love uh, Voluspa. Yeah, Voluspa. Yeah, these are great. So I have those. And then I have these. I don't, I don't have them lit today, but when I turn, when it's dark, like it's light, light out here right now, right? But right. When it's dark, I have my little floating candles that I put throughout my tub when I'm just laying there serene. Last one. I have usually I'm fasting right now, so I'm not drinking or eating anything. But I normally have tea with my good things come to those who hustle cup. <laughs> Hello. I have a shirt that says that. My best friend gave it to me. Yes. And or I have a faith and a hope cup or a good vibes cup. Everything around has to be really positive and reinforcing. I never do anything too deep. So these are love poem, love writings. Um, this is heart talk very i don't put anything deep in here that i'm gonna really stuff like this very like mystical sufi poems like you know the sun the sun the sun yeah things that like incite joy and good yes. feelings right but aren't too deep yeah can be deep. i first of all you guys bahia inspired this entire podcast <laughs> and and it got me thinking how you were like supporting businesses so first of all let me slide this in I got a bath caddy. So do I. I copied you, Bahia. I'm so glad you got one. And so here's what's on my bath caddy. My really good friend, Kristen, who owns Plus One Society, Black Owned. Oh, Plus One. Yes, Plus One. Of course, you know Plus One. Portland in the house. This is her candle. It smells delicious. Yes. And it says, empathy is a derivative of connection. 
and it says light with intention. Yes, I love that, Kristen. So, and I'll be posting all of these businesses in the caption. And then for books, I have um, one of my dearest um, soul mothers, um, her book, The Good Around Us, Living and Leading from a Place of Joy, Even in the Joyless Moments by Miss Gail Sylvia Pullen. And again, this book is all about finding the joy. Yeah. So it's great. I love it. I love to reference it. I read it in its entirety when I first got it. But now I just like pick it up and reference it sometimes. And every chapter at the beginning, she has a song of the day with a barcode that will bring the song to you on YouTube, which is so dope. That's so that book, because we have to find joy. And then if I'm feeling like I need some inspiration to, you know, get my mind right, my dear friend, Hannah Gordon, her guided journal, Season of Change, the competitor's playbook for joy on the path to victory. <laughs> and Hannah is a boss. She is the CAA, which is Chief Administrative, uh, CAO, sorry, Chief Administrative Officer for the 49ers and their general counsel. Uh -huh. So she's a boss. So you want to get her book because it's like a, it's an eight-week guided journal that just makes you get your life together and plan. That sounds like And then for myself, I have my own journal, and it's in gold. Because mm. we shining out here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then, because my skin was dry because I was flying this weekend, and I was in Chicago, which we know is freezing. Right. Another black-owned company is, is – um, Brown Girl Jane, and it's a CBD oil company. And I grew up with one of the founders, Malika. Shout out, Malika. And this is their glow, and it's a facial serum. I and I waited to put it on so everybody could see how it makes me glow. <laughs> I love it. Bahia, you should get some. But you know what's interesting, too? When I travel a lot, I put your Bahia honey on my face. Really? You know, uh -huh. I do it in the wintertime myself, too, because... Um, Typically, my skin can be very oily, but what I've discovered recently is when you really care for your skin, oil does not break you out. It's like the dryness that breaks me out. So look, now I'm glowing. You are glowing. I love it. So this is my question about CBD oil because I've been approached by a couple of companies to create a topical for honey, like the, the thick cream the, the, to add like some elements that would help people who are actually feeling pain. So their skin would be moisturized. They also have like this kind of analgesic, you know, property but i just have to check the smell so does that smell like anything or is it very it, to me it's well because you you know that i don't smoke marijuana i don't eat it i don't indulge <laughs> i'm like the most for myself i'm like ugh, to weed and i hate the smell of weed i hate it all yeah, the worst headache i can't do it i, I hate it and goodness. this to me smells like earthy but light Okay, so it doesn't smell. Yeah, see, that's the it thing is I can't, I can't imagine. No. Because we both love things that smell good. No, exactly. I, so you would, weed smells good, but not to me. Not to me at all. Like, if I walked in right now, you wouldn't be like, what is that weed smell of yours? <laughs> it smells, it smells like earthy, but yeah. light. And if you scented it, and it's unscented. This is, like, just natural. Like Good, yeah. Yeah, there's, it's just organic cannabis, sativa oil, and hemp oil. Yeah. So it's not even scented with it. All good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah. Skin. I love it. And the thing is, first of all, thank you for pumping up all the other black amazing women. This is Women's History Month. And we need, and I was so proud of you and Chloe for putting up the thing around J. Marion Sims, the women, Anuka, Lucy, and what's the other one's name? 
Betsy. Betsy. Yeah, because my mom does a lot of research on, did a lot of research on J. Marion Sims. And you know, he was credited to be one of the richest physicians to ever live because he was, um, he was worth like $17 million back then. In what? Yeah, so he was like the richest physician for his time, like to have ever lived. That would be like so many billions of dollars today. But, and so, but also, you know what my favorite thing to do though is when I have, a, if I go and I have a white gynecologist, actually, if I have any kind of gynecologist, I always love to tell them, right, during the exam, the history of the vaginal speculum. I'm like, do you know how this was developed? That is hilarious. Peter's and to, and that's to give context to anybody who's, who's just tuning in, <laughs> that's true. today, um, so today is March 1st, which is the beginning of Women's History Month. But really, to me, it's like the convergence of Black History Month and Women's History Month, because really, Black History Month deserves two more days, because why did we get the shortest month? I mean, come on. And um, a really good friend of mine in Montgomery, Alabama, Michelle Browder, is an artist, and she created a statue to commemorate Anarka, Lucy, and Betsy, who are the mothers of gynecology. And they were three black enslaved women who were experimented on hundreds of times without anesthesia by J. Marion Sims. And people claim him as the father of gynecology and there are um, statues of him all around. And yes, he was a brilliant physician, but he was evil and believed that black women did not feel pain, so did not give them any anesthesia, even though it was ready available. And, and so right now, there's like a lot of campaigns to remove his statues. And to tell the truth, like it's these women and thanks to these women sacrifice for that's why we have a speculum. And that's why we know what a UTI is and how to fix that. And so, you know, thank goodness for people like Michelle who bring who are bringing this awareness and your mom who's done the research, because it's not like cool, sexy research, because the patriarchy of it all. Right. So here we are. And how blessed are we on this fine Monday in the middle of the afternoon, luxuriating in bathtubs? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the dream of the of, of, of the black women. I think the idea that we don't, the idea that he thought that our race made us more durable for painful. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay, I was like, I was like, you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. no. There was a question. So I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. so he, he thought that our race made us more durable for painful medical experimentation, and with that, just you start thinking about dehumanization. You know, and the fact that these women couldn't have been not screaming and crying, and you know, so you're the fact that you you change it in your mind that these people are not human beings, so they can't feel pain like I do because that would make them human, and therefore I can just do whatever. And that myth, and this is what I wanted to explore with you, that mm -hmm. idea, because black women are brilliant and amazing and capable, and you hear all the things that I'm doing, but but we also deserve and need care and yes and moments for yourself to be to feel like love and just and i thought about that because i've been looking at this in a lot of situations i've been seeing with relationships and i've been wondering about the idea that black women are not necessarily needing to be cared for this vibe because like i was talking to a friend of mine he's married to this asian or he's, he's dating this asian woman and i'm sure she's very nice and i was explaining to him however that i didn't see him in terms of if, if, if I was walking out from the apartment to go to my car, are you going to walk me to my car or are you going to think that I'm going to be all right? <laughs> right, right. Whereas 
I've noticed it with some of my friends who are dating people who are not black, they're like, are you okay? There's this kind of a sense that they're more fragile. And I'm like, so what is it? I feel like quoting like, ain't I a woman? Like, what, what is it about? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you the truth. Like, am I going to be saying like, why am I not giving, being given this care? And so that is a question for us to ask ourselves and to determine how we get that care from ourselves or, you know, um, on, from other people? What are we demanding from people we see or date or are friends with, you know? I, I mean, I think it's such an important question. My friend Faith and I were kind of speaking about this a while ago. She too is a boss and is a producer and produces like high-end clothes, fashion, like she's, she's a boss. And because we are so, I'll get it done. I'll do it. I'll handle it. Sometimes we train people to not have that care for us, even though we would like to think it should be inherent mm -hmm. to us just as beings and being. But now what I realize is like, we have to ask for it. Yeah. But what's interesting is that when I've asked for it, sometimes I get pushed back. Like if I ask, let's say, a guy I'm dating, can you tell me I'm pretty? Like, can you compliment me? And they're like, but you know you're beautiful. You're so confident. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to hear it from you. Well, that's even like love. You know, I know a lot of men who have a hard time expressing that they love you if yeah. they don't have like a lock on you, right? And so I think right. it's interesting. Oh, that's so cute. I think it's interesting because I think the idea that it's just like I tell people when I used to work in foster care, right? Mm. And so I, some of these very capable foster care mothers, black mothers, I would say to them, the, the, the white social workers would come to me and say, she's not sweet or loving to the kid, right? Now I go and I meet with the, the grandmother or whoever, and she's like, if I didn't love those kids, they wouldn't have clothes. They wouldn't exactly. have clothes. And so I said, okay, she clearly loves those kids. Her way of loving and demonstrating love is not what you are looking for. So what I said to her, can I see you demonstrate affection more for the kids? Not that you don't love them or you're not. Can I see you demonstrate your love in, in action? Because the kids need to see you do it in action to feel it. It's not that you don't do it and they should know. But if you just say, you know, I love you. Why would I do this if I didn't love you? It's different than saying, come give me some sugar. It's different from yes. lighting up for them when they walk in the room and be like, oh my God, you're home. Those are yes. things. But explaining that to folks who had to work through things and how they've expressed love has been like, I don't have time for the frilly stuff. Like I gotta make sure everybody's taken care of. But now we have to make sure we're taken care of, so. I agree. And I think that it's also about, like you're saying, evaluate for self what you need. And then also not being afraid to express that to whoever, whether it's your friends or your family or somebody you're dating. Be like, I need these things. Can you help? Can you do these things for me? Because also, they're not things that are going to, like, hurt the other person or, like, inconvenience the other person that much. But I think that, particularly in the Black community, so much of our love language is acts of service because we have so much lack right. in access and things and opportunity. So it's like, I'm giving you this money or I'm giving you this scholarship or I'm giving you these nice shoes that I knew you wanted because that's how I was taught to show love when and oftentimes you just need to be told great job I'm proud of you yes 
or just or just voluntarily. I think I used to say all the time, it's hard for people to help me because they, I know ever I'm not a person who is miserable. It doesn't matter how much I'm stressed or how sad something has made me. I'm not a miserable person, so I'm not gonna walk around like oh, I'm not gonna post. My life is terrible. I'm just not that person. <laughs> so people will go, she's good, and that's not their fault because clearly they don't. I don't look like I necessarily need help, but. And it's been hard for people. And then my friend said to me, but you also don't ask. You don't mm -hmm. say, can you help me? And there's a part of me that doesn't want to ask. I can survive this, but do I want to survive or do I want to thrive in life? And so when your friends are- Say that again. Do you want to be fine or do you want to thrive? This is my point. And, 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 and you're not living for you know, survival. You're living for- you know the beauty and taking it all in and if something about something like i recently asked a male friend of mine to help me with something it was so challenging i, I, I was sitting on the phone like this oh, I hate my life. <laughs> but i was still saying the word yes um because what happens is when people come um when i see people like if, if i know someone is going to go somewhere on a trip or mm -hmm. i and um, I've agreed to, you know, host a child or something. I'm the kind of person that's like, don't worry about anything. I've got everything under control. I will not only pick them up, I will pay for their lodging. I will do all the things. And even if it's like gonna be a struggle for me, I'm gonna make it happen. If right. I, I am above my 30% of my that credit card now, but I'll work it out. <laughs> but so I was like, you know, I'm gonna need your help a little bit in this area because although I could do it, it's put pressure on me in a way, you know? And so, and it was funny because people are used to you being like this. You're kind of like, so is everything okay? Are you like in financial trouble? No, I'm <laughs> It is weird because I also think it's like, it is because we are very joyful people and we are very similar. We like, let's say, even if we're like going through something, we still know that we're, feel better than like maybe people in our circle or our community. So it's like, you feel like I don't want to burden mm -hmm. Kevin with my issue because I know Kevin is going through something way worse. So I'll just be okay and like push through it. I um, think that's a lot of it too. Yeah. Well, it, because the thing is they, they've done all these surveys that show that people who are, who are, well, communities of color and people who are from communities that are more economically disadvantaged are more giving and thoughtful than rich people. Because, yes. because they know, oh, I know what you're going through. This is also the reason why they don't stack and get out of the hood. Because they're always giving. I have extra. You have it. I have extra. Be just, and because, again, that creates community. I would never advocate that we stop being that way because I don't think right. the goal is just to collect money. But I think we have to also be resourceful for ourselves and say that also saying no and not, uh, you know, giving ourselves to everyone else. But also love and compassion for our children and loving. Because the more that I say no, or the more that I accept help, the more present I am. I'm not like, uh-huh, me? Yeah, because I got to get this email. What? Because I got to. Right. So then you're giving 100%. You're able to be fully there. Oh, shout out to Hannah Gordon, who's here. Hannah, we were just talking about your book. And Hannah said she just ordered a bunch of the Hia Honey products. Right. Well, it's so funny. Right now, I have my niece, Paula. Paula, well, she's not my only. She's my mostly 
but um, is the room whipping it all up for me in my kitchen. Because in my kitchen is, I usually make lotion at night because my kitchen is shut down for the evening. It, it turns over to the manufacturing facility when there's no food. You know, you can't have food. And stuff. So, but because I'm fasting, doing the Baha'i fast, and because we're doing the Baha'i fast right now, it's not being used. <laughs> so, that's amazing. Come on over and, and, uh, and make some lotion during the day. I love that. When I come, I want to, I want to like just be there to like look, smell of the things because everybody, you know, me and Bahia are in our fabulous bathtubs, but I wish you could smell her bath crystals. I was going to say bath salts, but they're bath crystals. I wish you could smell them. Do you, did you feel the way that they make the water feel? Yes. And I'm rubbing on my thigh right now because it feels so soft. So softens the water a lot so I'm like I feel like when I'm in there it's like some of the oils that are in there or whatever because I do use essential oils of, of rose and at rose absolute and, and there are ground up lavender seeds and also ground up um rose petals in there so the petals themselves the 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 seeds of the, the lavender flower and the essential oil with all of the different salts just definitely. It's amazing. Ooh, Sonia ordered some too. She said she's patiently waiting for hers. Oh, she's coming out. Look, she's making, she's putting everything together now. Because Black History Month, here's the thing. I had a Black History Month sale that was supposed to end last night. But it's actually not closed until tonight. I'm not telling everyone because. Ooh, everybody. You have until what time? Midnight? Midnight. Y'all better get on this Black History Month sale because yeah. let me tell you, <laughs> this Bahia, honey, is everything and and you know but he and i just went through women-owned businesses and black women-owned businesses and we're not like getting paid or endorsed for any of this it's because we really believe in these products but i also think that's also a way that we build wealth in our communities is by supporting each other and um spreading the word and paying the money you know when people ask me for discounts here's the thing we hear you know i will give any child or person in need, I'm like free. But, but, all but, right. but also it's like sometimes that people ask me for discounts and I'm like, I see you just got brand new Jordans. Did you ask Nike for the discount? No. Right. Well, and also, and also it's like this. I like to pay full price if I can for anyone, you know, but I, and I tell my friends all the time, the lotion is free, the containers are not. Okay. So I will give you right. Lo lotion forever. Now, what they do is, of course, they use it on their whole family. They don't use just a baby. But whenever somebody has a baby, I'm like, there's no dry baby. Every baby's going to be moisturized. So I, then I'm like, but you might get it in a red cup. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? That red cup is amazing. Or pay for it, or they should pay for the container. Oh, I love that. Alex Francis says collaboration over competition. Oh my gosh. And we all rise. This is the thing that I've never understood. I love to see shine. I love this. There was a friend of mine. What was a friend of mine? She's a beautiful human being, but I won't mention her name. But she told me one day, and she was like, "Hey, I love this woman that we've hired. She's younger, like up and coming. She does everything I do. Is this? She does that. She is great. I loved having her. like she's above and beyond. I'm like, wonderful. She's like, but recently I asked her, you know, are you being challenged enough? And she was like. I want to some of these uh, principal investigators. I think about getting on some of these research studies. <laughs> and my friend was like, I'm not even on any of the research studies. And I'm like, okay, have you ever wanted to be on one? 
Chocolate is and cupcakes are mine. It's okay. That's ridiculous. But anyway, so but what I was gonna say is that um, when I'm really really stressed out or like really like just need to like zone out, I'll go to my music. Um, you can go to Title if you want to support Black ones, or you can go to your Apple Music. And you have, you know, meditation sounds, earth sounds. Sometimes just being in water and hearing sounds or the different kinds of native. Sometimes I can really face, but I think more than anything, people have to start opening themselves up. I sent a friend of mine this weekend, last weekend. Um, I have here. Shout out Black Pro Wellness. Now it's a whole wellness facility for Black people in New York. And, um, and Black acupuncture and so i people are like oh my god i'm like it's not it's the best it's not like a needle you're gonna get shot it is like a piece of hair like a hair follicle it, it is literally like the size of a hair follicle and and that they were able to feel that like the and the doctor okay like you don't know maybe different like you take a deep breath and then you feel like energy might feel like a dullness and so the person was like, wait. <laughs> so I think it's important for us to understand what we might experience that will bring wellness. I agree. Because sometimes it is as easy as turning on a song. And speaking of meditation and supporting Black people and businesses and art and meditation, my really good friend, Chris Lyons, oh, Lyons. makes meditation music. All right. And it's on Spotify. It's Chris Lyons, Chris Normal, and then Lyons with the Y. Okay. And for anybody on here who does drink, he does um, make his own wine. It's a red sparkling wine. It comes with these beautiful bottles. Um, and I just want I want to, I, I bought it as gifts for people. And then I low key, I'm like, can I, I want that bottle back because it's so pretty. It's like this beautiful red bottle. But he's the first black person I've ever met who makes. Meditation music. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it like, it makes you, and like the frequencies that he does it at, there's a whole science behind it that make you like just basically vibrate at various levels. I am with it. You know what? I used to tell myself until Get Out came out, but I used to tell myself when I would lay in my bed because my body would be literally reverberating from all of the things I've done during the day. To calm myself down, I would like tell myself to sink into the bed until Get Out because it freaked me out. <laughs> You don't want the second place. But I but I would tell myself like you feel your arms sinking into the bed, you feel your shoulders sinking into the bed, you feel your neck sinking into the bed. Because I had to like literally checkpoint my body all the way down so I was like literally calming it all down, like check by check by check by check. Because otherwise my body was just so tense and that's part of the reason why I will stop dancing. Like I don't um mm. I'm not a, I don't perform anymore. I'm not doing any of those types of things, but it's just the community, the vibe, you know, when you can, and, and you're encouraging people. Like, I love that environment. And so I, I love to take it, but I also love to do it. I love to, you know. Tell. And you're so good at it. And I think that that is also an important thing to realize too. Like, maybe I don't want to perform this anymore in that venue, but what can still bring me joy is the teaching of it. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun because, and I think, because, you know, and you know this. Oh, you, I'm sure you know this. Dance, historically, very mean. 
and they can be very critical. Yes. Because uh, they're looking for a certain level of perfection. So I'm yes. pushing you to be your best self. And in other ways, like I um, remember dancing and I auditioned for the summer program for Alvin Ailey. They, they, I was the last name that they called and I was super excited about it and I saved my letter and I was like, so are you in New York? And this is so funny. I was thinking about my old life. And I was like, no. And it was like, no. And I'm like, I love dancing. It, it brings me so much light that if I go there and I have to dance for my food and it's cutthroat. Like I'm not, like we talked about not getting with women. When I used to run track, I used to go, Good luck, good luck, everybody. <laughs> the track girls be like, like <laughs> you, you're like the most non I mean, that's how I am too. We didn't we didn't compete in dance growing up. It was very much like about sisterhood and friendship. And and the crazy thing is my mean dance teachers, I'm so thankful that I had Debbie Allen and Tony Lombre. And, and and Ava Bernstein and Chloe even Chloe's probably my meanest dance teacher, which is hilarious because <laughs> she's my sister. But that's just like sister meanness. But thank goodness I had them to offset like all the meanness because that could have ruined my self esteem. I mean, I had a teacher tell me when I was fifteen once. He said I'd gone to Debbie Allen's for summer uh, dance camp, and I came back to DC, and we're doing the dance or whatever. And he stopped the music and he said. You think you're good because you went to Debbie Allen for the summer. You still can't dance. That's what the mm -hmm. well, I when I was at Orpheus, that was what front of modern company at Fizz. There was a friend in the company, and the cool thing about black dance, there's not really a size thing, right? And being, Air, it's for everybody. Everybody dancing, which is so, amazing. This friend of mine, we would do our little leaps, right? And you're supposed to like you know plie into the floor, but I would be like. Cool. choice to make also like at my high school 
Duke Ellington. Shout out Duke Ellington. I love them dearly. I transferred out of the dance department because it was no longer a happy and joyful place for me because I wasn't good at ballet or modern and I wanted to be a tap dancer. And so I went to musical theater where then I got to like do these really cool performances and I got to tap and act and do like spoken word and write poetry. And so I think it's about figuring out where is your happy place? Right. Even though it wasn't, you know, like I sh if I'm going to be a dancer, I should be in the dance department. But it's like taking out those shoulds. Mm -hmm. But you guys <laughs> a tattoo though. Like I know Karina talks a lot about putting your, putting, pushing your goal, like putting it out in the universe. I know, I, I feel like black boarding I don't know does it <laughs> but, but I feel like when I would set my intention like I would set the job that I want the house that I want and the mm -hmm. that I built was not the house that I it was like the bathroom is gonna you know so all of those things became like really critical for me so I like where I am right now is projecting into, into the you know, so reading, feeding yourself with music. I'm going to try to Lyons out. You're going to love it. And Chris Lyons also is like a, just a bundle of joy. Like, he's just one of those people, like, when I speak, I call him. And he just answers with so much enthusiasm and love and joy. And then it makes me feel even more joyful. And, you know, it's like, you know, we often say iron sharpens iron. And it's true, but it's like joy sharpens our joy. Yeah. And, and you know, it just all, like, the synergy is so important. So, but here. Yes. To close out today, yes. because I do have to go teach a dance class for the one and only Debbie Allen Dance Academy. Yeah. Um, and for the babies. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna be like, Miss Maude, you look so peaceful. Yes, I do. So, I'm going to, first, I'm going to blow up my intention candle from Kristen yeah. at plus one. And then I want us to set an intention. Yes. For each other. So you set one for me, and I'll set one for you, and then I'm going to light it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. My intention for you, Maude, is that you continue to feed yourself what you need to reflect the kind of life that you are reflecting, that you continue to be light in others, that you see that light reflected back at you. You're going to make me cry for you. My intention for you, Bahia, is that you continue to lead life with love, kindness, and joy, and that you continue to recognize your greatness and your bossness unapologetically. And I also, my other intention is that Bahia Honey ends up at Target. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my goodness. I love you, much. There are not a lot of people who bring me up. Like, I'll call someone, they'll say, hi, and I'm like, hi. But then I call Maude or like or my friend Sandy, and I'm like, hi, and they're like, hi. <laughs> so, I love that. I, I love people who can bring me up because I'm always the one like, lifting people. So the fact that you always bring me up, you always lift and, and being joy, and you set this intention. International top star. That didn't sound like something necessarily realistic back in the day. <laughs> Like, maybe in the 30s. I don't know. But internet and you and your sister have created that. You created, you've given voice. I've learned so much about the history of tap dance and 
understanding the dynamics of race and um, overcoming from you all in that process. And it's been beautiful. I mean, all I saw, I was, you know, I've been around the West Coast for a long time. So it's like, teach. <laughs> right, 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 right. No syncopation. No, and like, I'm like, you know, a lot more black boys, if they saw the black boys in New York tap dancing, would have thought about that here. I just would see these boys on the subway with their little tap shoes on, like, yo, man. <laughs> you know? I'm like, if these boys could see those boys, they'd be like, oh, you know. Exactly. They would be inspired. But that's why you can't be what you, what you don't see, which is why I love highlighting my amazing <laughs> sister friends. Because you didn't set out with an intention to create this incredible wellness line. No. No. So everybody. Empathy. What does it say on there? Empathy is the derivative of... Is the derivative of connection. Connection. And that is true. My connection to my baby and her suffering. Yes. And I was like, I got to do something. So you... you no. I mean, I'm here for it. But yeah, I feel like we should do another bath time in like a month <laughs> or so. Yes. And then encourage everybody else to join from their bath. Yes. And then we can play the meditation music. We can play the jazz. It could be like just like a special, like a wellness Wednesdays, collaborating with you and your mom. All the different people. Because can't you like bring up somebody else? Like you have me and then you bring up. Yeah, I can bring up other people. Yeah, Kristen, make her take a bath. <laughs> yes, and Hannah, and yes. Brown Girl Jane, and Dr. and Miss Gail, Sylvia. I mean, I just feel like there's so much. Yes. Um. Everybody, this has been an extremely special modcast. This is the 29th episode. It is Women's History. It is Women's History Plus Black History Month edition. Everybody, go get your Bahia Honey. There's a Black History Month sale expiring at midnight tonight. <laughs> go to BahiaHoney.com. Get you some bath crystals. They fizzle. They sizzle. Get you some body butter. You smell good. Support my other friends' businesses. Season of Change. Hannah Gordon's guided journal. We have the good around us with Gail Sylvia Pullen. We have Kristen's intention candles. Yes. There's just, and we have Brown Girl James glow serum, CBD serum. Um, Bahia, what would you like to leave us on? A quote, something for the week, something for Women's History Month? Yes. Okay. This is one of my favorite quotes. Are you ready? Yes. Love cannot dwell in a heart possessed by fear. Oh, I got the chills. It's a beautiful quote. It's in my love, it's in my love poem thing from Abdu'l-Baha. It's a Baha'i quote. But love not dwell in a heart possessed by fear. So whatever you think you're doing, you want to do or think you love to do, if you're afraid to bring that forward, it will not be. So you have to manifest love. That's I love you, Bahia. Thank you so much for being my guest on my podcast. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere we can find podcasts or my Instagram, IGTV. Everybody follow Bahia. Have a great week. Happy Women's History Month. And don't forget to modify your day. Bye.